This podcast is intended for mature audiences and contains adult language and subject matter. Listeners, please be advised. Welcome back. Welcome back for our very special holiday episode of Drinking with Your Ex. I am Blake Thompson. And I am Bonnie Neal. And this is our podcast. If all of you who've gone through our first season or maybe just now tuning in, as you may know, this is a podcast that was created by me and Blake, who are exes. We dated back around the turn of the century, which is always just a super fun thing to say. Wow, the towers were still in the air, everyone. Towers were still in the air. Oh, it was a much simpler time. Poor people were still allowed to live in Manhattan. Awesome bliss. Uh, but uh, we both are, we've been friends longer than we were exes, and we both find ourselves in this, um, sure, interesting and wildly entertaining to outsiders situation. We were both over 40 and single with... With, which is comical, is we have wildly entertaining opinions why each one of us are single, but after you listen to this podcast, it'll be painfully obvious. Painfully obvious. Like, I mean, at the beginning, I think people were like, wow, it doesn't make any sense to me, Bonnie. Now they listen to it, they're like, yeah, yeah, I, I get it. But how about Blake? He seems fine. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, which is kind of, yeah. Or like for all you listeners out there that say, hey, so when are you and Bonnie getting back together? The answer is no. no. The answer Never. is no. Never, ever, ever getting back together. Yeah. No, anyway. Because we have too many jokes about it, this. <laughs> it's just, it's just, um, cause my life is not a fucking Hollywood movie and that's not how this is going. Um, anyway, uh, thank you guys for tuning in this holiday special because I know you've missed us. Our last uh, episode came out in August. Oh, what did we, 2022 timeline? Got to reaffirm my timeline. Yeah, so Bonnie and I took a hiatus to recoup and come up with brand new ideas and new snarky jokes to tell you all about dating and other other bad ideas. Other bad ideas, right? And we do have season two coming out theoretically, hopefully, tentatively, we have a really good plan, but then life happens. But really good plan to have season two debut January of 2023, which is why right now we're bringing you this very special holiday episode. Holidays. Yes, because we know you've missed us. We know you you've missed us. You need another yes. taste of drinking with your ass. And this is just our special gift to you, along with, wait for it, the entire season one um, being dropped on YouTube, because now we're video, except there's not actual videos of us. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> and that, that was a kindness for everyone. But the whole season is now available on um, YouTube, and please, you know, share, subscribe. Uh, we're trying to make a, well, we're, we're trying to not to go completely destitute with this little endeavor, and, uh, you know, any we any subscribers, any followers, if you like it, share it. Right share it with on. your friends, share it with your enemies. This is part of that. But anyway, like I feel like we're rambling a lot. Yes. What is this podcast? Not just us drinking together. Yes. Well, I mean, that's mostly what it is. But this podcast has three rules. Three rules. Rule number one, this podcast is always inspired by a type of cocktail and or liquor. So it's not sponsored by because they need to pay us to be sponsored by. It's true. We can and will willingly be bought. <laughs> uh, the, the second rule is that we each get to introduce the other. 
thus engaging in the timeless, evergreen, fun edge play of having your ex introduce you to the world. While they're moderately intoxicated. And sitting right across from you. Fun. And then the third rule is that we each get to ask the other one a very uncomfortable question about this week's topic. Yes, and as always, there are no takebacks. There are no mulligans. There are no, no, I can't answer that. There's like uh, no timeout. I would like to phone a friend, poll the audience. I would maybe like to get um, someone, not me, to answer that in a slightly less revealing and vulnerable way. But no, we do it. And we do kind of lean into it. Sometimes we lean back and sometimes we're like, what the fuck did we just say? That's part of the fun. Yay. Thanks for being here. But anyway, let's get back on track. We're a little rusty at this. So excuse us if we sound like we maybe have taken a couple bumps of coke before this thing started. <laughs> uh, but not really. Not really. Actually, Jamie, you're probably just going to. Why don't you just cut that entire thing? Um, (laughs) But uh, yes. All right. So let's get this party started. This week, our very special holiday episode, which is called Ranting, Raving, and Really Good Scotch, (laughs) a holiday dream. It is. is, Go for it. It is inspired by Dalmore, a 15-year-old. Single malt scotch. It tastes just like Christmas. Guys, if you have never had this scotch, please go out, sell a kidney, you know, maybe uh, mug a soccer mom somewhere there so that you have enough money to buy this bottle. It's not stupid expensive. It's kind of stupid expensive. But man, is it so worth it's it. It's absolutely worth it. And it's just when you when you take a sip, it brings tears to your eyes. And we got that phrase from um, on my birthday. I went on a wild rampaging whiskey buying tour in which Blake was the designated driver chauffeur <laughs> of. And this one got recommended to me from a um, very lovely lady at Specs, And she said, no, 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 try this one. It tastes just like Christmas. And damn straight. Dalmore, single malt scotch, 15 year. Tastes yeah, just like Christmas. It absolutely does. And frankly, I'd like Christmas a lot more if it tastes like Dalmore 15 year. And for the record, ladies and gentlemen, this is not something you mix in eggnog. Please do not mix it with eggnog. Please, please. And please do not mix it with Coca-Cola. Yes, please. Don't be that person. Yeah, please. Drop of water, maybe an ice cube, but. Sip it, sip it. Yeah, no shooting this. This is not a shooter. I mean, unless you're gangster like that. But no, (laughs) don't do it. Don't do it. All right. So and now let's lead into the mm, second rule, which it's Bonnie's favorite, where we each get to introduce each other. Is this my favorite? Is that really what happened? Did I say that? I never said that. Um, all right. Well, then you go first because I forgot what I was going to say about you. Let me introduce my ex, Bonnie Neal, currently drinking her way across Austin for every World Cup game known to man. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, and Single guys out there, she's a super catch right now. Catch her at 3 o'clock at the Grackle. No, the games are over by 3 p.m. Sorry. Anyway. <clears throat> but that's the best time to catch her because she might be pretty loose. <laughs> <laughs> Been drinking since 4 a.m. No, that's not the, No, please. I waited until noon. I'm a fucking lady. Anyway, uh, thank you. That's not that bad. Nope, you're a goddamn professional. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> I am watching all of the World Cup right now. It's fine. I'm making good life choices. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Blake Thompson, who, if you are lucky enough to wind up being his something, someone at next holiday season, and you're like, what do I get for an eight-foot-tall, somewhat apocalyptic-looking Santa Claus? The answer is skincare products, 
beauty products, hair products. But you should check in with him first because wait for it. He has a signature scent that was specially created for him from a witch from Salem. So like, but from this woman, you can buy him all of his designated bespoke beauty bath skin products in his signature scent. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, I just want to like make a small statement about my love of bath products and other products. I was not making fun of you. I was slightly, but your love is true. You're absolutely making fun of me, which is totally fine. But here's the thing. When I walk into a room, everybody knows that I smell good. <laughs> and if that puts a little, like, you know, a little, uh, little extra, like, you know, beat in your step, then you do you, boo. You do you. <laughs> there are certain things that will never touch this skin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and is that anything with sulfates or something like is that? Is that, is that, the, is that where uh, the conversation's going? Uh, yeah, absolutely. You don't want anything with alcohol in it because it dries you out. I mean, how can I be this this smooth skin? It's true, you know? I mean, I actually feel like you have much less wrinkles than me and you're much older than me. Uh, I'm just kind of <laughs> wondering. Moisturize. Maybe it's true, or maybe Botox. Maybe this is the Botox. No, and this is not the Botox episode. <laughs> Let's move on, move on, moving on. Uh, things are never so bad that you need to inject poison into your face until they actually are. Anyway, there we go. So we're in a real, like mildly neutral mood concerning the holidays. We are doing this mainly because we missed you and wanted yes. to come give you guys um, something that, but also because we had a lot of fans uh, ask us to do a episode on the holidays and what's it like to yeah. dating advice through the holidays. And we were first of all, like, I mean, dating during the holidays, is kind of more like booty call during the holidays, but okay. Exactly. Right? Uh, but we figured like there's other things we could say about it. Um, what was the best piece of advice you got? You had to give somebody okay. about dating in the holidays. <laughs> All right. So the best piece of advice I've gotten, and this was, um, this is not original, ladies and gentlemen. This is coming from an outside source, but it was awesome. If you are taking your current your current beau home to meet your family, and during photo time, make sure they're on the the outer circle so they can be cropped out of the family photo. <laughs> If the relationship goes south, exactly. or is this is just Mr. Mr. or not very right now. Yes. And also, I mean, instead of doing like the, the shoulder hug side by side, you know, maybe just subtly just put the arms down and hold hands, <laughs> you know, just give yourself a little bit of body space so that the, the, the photos aren't ruined. You can live. Yeah, we can absolutely crop that out. You know, that's the, the magic of Photoshop in the 2022 era. So, I mean, have you ever taken a casual date? home for the holidays oh god no right uh how long were you dating some of your more serious girlfriends before you were like willing to inflict your family on them god oh at least at least a year yeah you and i had been together about a year when i met your mom and did the whole ohio tour yeah and i mean yeah at least a year how can i tell the story about Getting off the plane in Dayton. <laughs> sure, because it's a one. This is a great story. I mean, and I'm sure there's lovely people in Ohio, but they did not make the best of all first impressions. And I was coming from Texas, so my my standards are pretty low. But I remember getting off the plane uh, in Dayton, Ohio, and Blake and his mom were meeting me there, and we go from the airport to the liquor store, <laughs> and then from the liquor store to like Costco or something like that, and then one other store. A, some sort of convenience store on the way back to her house. And somewhere outside of the convenience store, I lean over and say, Blake, why do people not have any teeth here? 
because uh, it's an Ohio thing, and uh, you know, dental hygiene is lost on some of some of our um, citizens. Well, I mean, I know your mind's immediately going is where mine was. I mean, like you know, I come from a county that makes some pretty awesome shake and bake crystal meth. It's one of our you know highest uh, exports, but this seems to be not a you know uh, well, not a pandemic of meth mouth. This just seemed to be a lifestyle choice in which. Because we're walking through a lot of different socioeconomic people from, you know, airport patrons to, you know, it was a warehouse liquor store, so a fancy liquor store. <laughs> and then it was a warehouse Costco. And it seemed to be in re- relatively nice parts of town. But everywhere I went, I saw people who did not have teeth. And I was like. Or they were, or they had some teeth. <laughs> what, like, what the hell's happening here? This is very upsetting. Go home and brush that tooth, everybody. <laughs> Go visit the dentist. Come on, people. <laughs> but but yeah, it's like as we've discussed in previous episodes, I, I did my best not to inflict my family on people. Well, and I, I feel like that's a that's a thing people need to keep in mind. So if you are in the first six months of a dating relationship or the first year, maybe two years, maybe three, and you did not get that invitation to come meet the parents at holidays, I would not take that as communication, automatic proof that you are a side chick, I would take that as their family probably suck. And uh, they don't really want to have you, A, see them around their sucky families because everybody falls into like a family trance, right? Everybody just falls back into who they were when they were like a child around their family. And they probably don't want to like have their, have to witness what their families are going to say to you, right? Like this is all just like, you know, it's not always a... I guess it is a rite of passage to meet somebody's family, like meet the parents of the dating milestone, but. Absolutely. But. But. And Bonnie said six months. If it's less than six months, don't be offended if someone's going, hey, I'm going to go home and see my family. And maybe home is like on the other side of Austin, but no, yeah. don't come. Take it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't be offended. Because one, you don't know what their family dynamic is. Yes. And they might even give you fair warning. It's like, no, you cannot meet my very special family who has very particular views about the world. Yes. Although I did, I did have a friend of mine tell me about a unique situation that she was in, and she was as a reason she she was also one who was like behind this freaking episode. So let me tell you about this scenario, and, you, and I'll let you give your Blake counselor therapist advice, and I'll tell you what I actually said to her. Um, so. She has been dating um, a single father, right, okay. who has two children. Um, both of them, two kids are under the age of 10, but they're not like itty-bitty. They're, they're school, school years, right? And he told her that he was spending Christmas with his ex-wife and his ex-wife's family with the kids. And that that was just the tradition that they had when they were married and something that he and his ex-wife agreed upon continuing, um, and that they had, they, they're not just starting dating, but they started dating this year, right? It hasn't been a year. Um, she has met the kids, right? So they have passed that milestone, but like, okay. not anything more casual than I think they've had like Sunday outings together, one or two, right? Um, and she was like, I don't feel weird about it, but people have told me to be that that's like, it's, it's absolutely a horrible thing he's doing. He's spending Christmas with his ex, and that's not okay. And, I, and she's like, she's like, she's like, but you spend time with your ex. And I was like, but okay, different, different, different things, children. But um, tell me what you would take of this. 
well, actually from a counselor, from personal and professional experience, I know couples that have separated and that are divorced that do exactly this because they want to give the children, they want to give their children normalcy. They want to give the children normalcy and they are co-parenting. They're effectively co-parenting. That's what that sounds like. It sounds like co-parenting to me. Yeah. And it's not, it's not something out of the norm, especially now where you have divorcees that have very amicable relationships. That, that, that is usually ideal for the raising of children, yes. Keep in mind, even though you hate this bitch and you don't ever want to see her again, if you have children with her, you're going to have grandchildren with her. Yes. So you're going to be spending an awful lot of times with her for the rest of your life. You might want to figure out how to make that relationship slightly less acrimonious. Exactly. And, but the thing is, though, I don't think, I don't think the individual should be upset that they had, especially since they just started dating, this could be something that could be discussed later down the line. But what if she's never invited to do that? It's a big what if. But but what if it happens? Like, I mean, I I can see the argument for keeping that boundary, for not letting, in many ways, either of the parents bring in their new significant others until the kids are old. Or older. Older. This could also be something that could be discussed with the partner and possibly with the ex-wife. Because mm. again, this is not a one-way decision. This is this is a multifaceted decision. And keep in mind what I told her that you know, just because, just kind of letting her in on just basically the the schedule of divorce kid uh, divorce kids and how holidays get literally dictated by judges at times. You know, keep in mind that this is um, this was a decision that was made well before she showed up. This was probably a decision yeah. made negotiated between lawyers and approved by a judge, right? So yes. This is a decision that he can't change lightly and cannot change unilaterally. It isn't that he's not inviting you. It is that like the, the system in which created this decision for how this holiday is going down is more than just his desires, right? Yeah, and um, as I was saying a moment ago about personal experience, I have a friend in Colorado that co-parents with her ex-husband and his new wife. Oh, that sounds so functional and sane. I'm just tell me more. Well, no, that's, I don't believe in fairy tales. Tell me more. Like. <laughs> well, no, they when they got divorced, they talked talked about how they wanted to raise their daughter, and they wanted to make sure that she had a stable, loving home environment on both sides. Okay, and that also included the ex-wife and the new wife getting along. I mean, do so, they have to be like bosom friends, or do they just have to like? be adults to each other right well no they're adults to each other and actually they're i won't i won't say besties but they're very they're very they are becoming friends i mean my sister and her husband's ex-wife like hang out together they go on like girls yeah. trips and they do like they do like boozy happy hours and, and oh, pretty and, close and she always says she's like i'm hanging out with my sister wife tonight and i'm like yeah. right on. And, and i've seen her husband who just has like just the most bewildered look on his face. Yeah, well, his ex-wife and his current wife totally hitting it off. And I'm like, eh. well, like <laughs> I think it's awesome. Uh, but last time I was there, I was out with a multifamily function where everybody was there. Old in-laws, new in-laws. And it was just so healthy, the amount of communication that was happening. Whoa. I know, right? You said the C word. I said the C word. Oh, my God. It's like you're a therapist or something. Oh, here we go. Let's have Bonnie manipulate. Oh, Blake, the manipulator of binds. Here we go. 
not like you have multiple degrees and are currently finishing your second round of training <laughs> in manipulating a mind. I'm just saying. I mean, spies are manipulators' minds. Specific amount of training is not significantly different from a therapist. But okay, yes, it's fine. Yeah, but our training never stops. So we just want to make sure we're perfecting our craft. Yeah, I just got a shiver down my spine at that. Great. Oh, no, no, no. You're welcome. Oh my God. It's all the, that, that's the most, that's the weirdest, weirdest feeling. I don't really know how to take sometimes when people were talking to me about the podcast and they're like, no, I love it. I think you're funny, blah, blah, blah. But you know, it's really important that Blake's a therapist because I really think he brings a little gravitas to it. And I'm like, you obviously don't know this son of a bitch, but okay. <laughs> all right, fine. You're right. He's, he's the, the trained, educated one. And I just have a lot of opinions and drink whiskey. Sure. Thank you for that characterization. <laughs> I'm fine with it. I'm, I don't. I sound fine with it. Oh my god! It sounds like your friends know you. Anyway, <laughs> so I'm going to throw. Oh, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, I'm just going to segue for a moment because I was told in last season that you know what, Bonnie needs to be nicer to Blake, and then Bonnie says, "No, you need to be meaner to me." Yes, I mean honestly, truly, that every like the the feedback I've gotten is just so funny. They're like, "Bonnie, you're funny, but you're kind of mean to Blake," and I'm like, honestly. He is equally mean. He's just sucking up to you guys. He's just playing nice to suck up to you guys. He's playing for the sympathy pity vote. I'm just saying. Ladies and gentlemen, there is no sympathy or pity vote here. This is me going all out. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, um, back to the holidays. But Okay, well, I mean, the main takeaway, because uh, that, that's essentially what I told her, is that, like, so... This is a decision that doesn't involve you. I understand that it, it 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 sounds very hurtful and it affects you, but it's a decision that predates you and doesn't involve you. And any holidays that involve actual children, they're the only ones that we have any kind of responsibility trying to make right. this time period positive for them as opposed to the trauma that produces fucked up humans like me and Blake. And also stable. Stable. Stable and kind and, you know, uplifting as opposed to you know, shuffling back and forth and in a lot of acrimonious stuff. So if it's got kids, holidays, slow down your roll. Realize that it's not Absolutely. about you. And it's okay if it feels bad, right? It feels hurtful, right? You kind of you want to spend Christmas with your, your sweetie poop or whatever. But it's all about the it's it's absolutely all about the communication. Like talk make sure you're talking to your your current about this. Yeah. And like, let them know your feelings. Don't don't hide them and swallow them because that's when bad things happen. Yeah, let them let them know your feelings. Also, let, let them know that like you're kind of handling and managing your own feelings, right? They don't have to abandon their children on Christmas Day to rush back to you. That's, that's not an okay thing to ask. No. In, my, in my personal judgy opinion, not an okay thing to ask. No, not at all. Uh, which is what one of her friends was recommending she do, and I'm like, yeah, no, I think you should dump your ass then if you do that. I think. Oh that's, yeah, that's, no, absolutely. Like I mean. Because one, if you are telling someone to pick between their children and you, you're a loser. Well, you're a loser. Even yeah. if you win that particular ultimatum, um, you're a loser. Cause Absolutely. He's not worth, win- they're not worth winning, and um, you're a dick. Anyway, uh, this is spoken to somebody who's had five step parents. I've got a strong opinion on it. <laughs> it's uh, okay. So, oh, you said something about like dating. The the swiping right. Swiping right. So if you're swiping right anytime what we would say what from November first? From November first to like to January fifth. To January fifth. Be mindful what's going on. If someone is single during the holidays, they might be looking just for comfort. A momentary comfort, one might yes, say. A momentary comfort where this is probably not going to be the dream weaver, love of my life. No, this is no. probably going to be. A- uh, and if it is, 
awesome. But for the most part, play the odds. Play the odds and take any swipe right with a grain of salt. Or yes, with it. With or a- communicate clearly why you're doing this, yeah. because there could be that moment where it's like, listen. I swiped right because I need a date to my family reunion next week. You're going. This is our history. (laughs) This is what I'm writing down. And this is what you're doing. By the way, this is your salary. I don't care if you work at Starbucks. This is what you're doing. Excuse me. Are you paying SAG rates? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I'm totally willing to like work as your beard. But uh, I'm an acting, you know, I'm 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 a professional actor. And I need SAG wages. I need SAG rates for absolutely. <laughs> uh, but like, how cosmopolitan do you want me to be? Am I Cletus the slack-jawed yokel, or am I Richard Gear? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> do I need to be both? A bit when I meet both of your parents. Um, yeah. No, I mean, yes. I think uh, the the ones who are wanting to meet up for first dates during this time period, they are. We are, right? I've done it. I'm not, uh, you know, I've done it. That, that you're just kind of looking for, yes, a momentary human connection. Honestly, sometimes you may be using it as an excuse to get out of a smug married couple's holiday party because sometimes those are not mm-hmm. fun to go to. Here's, here we go. Uh, I have been single a long time and I, you know, I like it. I, it's, not, it's not a horrible thing to do. What This is a time of year where I feel like everybody goes out of their way. And by everybody, I mean like all the damn Hallmark channels, right? And all of the commercials and frankly, you know, the radio stations, all this holiday stuff that perpetuates kind of this idea of great cheer and meaningfulness of family and relationships. There is a sense that they're telling single people that what we're going to do right now is focus on the lack in your life. And you, yeah. if you're single, you are Absolutely. lacking something. You are They're late. stigmatizing being single during the holiday. Yes. And so what um, I'm sure they're coming from a well-meaning smug place. Um, <laughs> I'm sure well-meaning smugness is uh, a, a basic human emotion that I get, you know, I, I, through my time, I've gotten some well-meaning pity invites to people's holidays parties or to, you know, the actual Christmases and stuff. Ditto. And uh, I learned reasonably quickly that it is, it is sometimes infinitely worse to be around other people's families when you can't be around your own or don't want to be around your own. And that sometimes other people's families can be just so fucking condescending to you. Absolutely. And so pitying to you. And that sometimes you sometimes become weird like avatar for the focus of all of their fucked up feelings. Especially when they get the pre-warning that you're coming. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you show up and they said, oh, look, there's a gift under the tree. And you have a new magic bag of tube socks. <laughs> it's the tube socks I mean, for me, the, I feel like the, the the gender female equivalent of that is some sort of Victoria's Secret smelly shit, right? Ooh. Smelly lotion, smelly like body wash. But yes, it's something like... Yes, the, the, the Target special cologne <laughs> yeah, and yeah. body wash packs. I remember going to... <laughs> oh, God. I remember going to this one Christmas in New York... Um, and yeah, she gave me she gave me this Victoria's Secret like um, gift bag, gift packet or something like that, and it smelled like strawberry cake in a fucking whorehouse. <laughs> it was so horrible. <laughs> I was like, oh god, this is a clear room. This is like a fucking stink bomb. I'm gonna I'm gonna get a seat on the subway home. <laughs> I mean, I did. So you know, hey, hashtag winning. But like, uh, don't don't don't. Don't do that. Don't yeah, do that. Don't do that. I, I feel like the the invited 
the best times that I have gone to other people's families, Christmas and stuff is where I, I was mostly ignored and I kind of got to be, uh, just an audience participation. Right. And I just got to kind of watch. It's actually fun to watch other families that aren't yours because the drama doesn't really affect you, but it's riveting. And you're yeah, like, absolutely. all right. Oh, like, Oh wow. So there's some weird, like older child, younger child shit going on over there. Oh man. Mom has never gotten over his ex-girlfriend. Like, like, no. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, I like to kind of, I mean, I'm a writer. I like to kind of fill in the melodrama. It's fun to watch it all because it's, not mine. And I'm like, I can speak from experience where the couple times that I was single and not going home for holidays when I was living in New York, going to some holiday functions in Brooklyn was priceless. Oh, fuck yes. You Brooklyn wanna, families are just so fascinating. Because when you get into a, a diehard, homegrown Sicilian-Italian family, oh my God. So I know what the family's talking about. I did date their son. Um, and yes, that was the most exciting loud, almost violent Thanksgiving dinner I've ever been to in my life. <laughs> the, the food was amazing, but I was pretty sure somebody's going to get stabbed. <laughs> you know, like, awesome. This is more like home than I thought. Keep going, keep going. Because <laughs> I know, like, I was at, I was at the Christmas, Christmas holiday. It's like, well, the mom was teaching me how to make sauce because she really, really? thought... I needed to know how to make sauce. To be fair, her sauce was fucking amazing. And, yes. and if, if the recipe died with her, my God, that's a tragedy of life. Actually, I have it. Do you really? I do. You're wildly more interesting right now, Blake. <laughs> Go on. She gave it to me, actually. It was a Christmas present. She tried to teach me, but we all know how I am in the kitchen. Yes. Don't let Bonnie cook. She sets things on fire. Or food poisons people. <laughs> Who's counting? Fine. Hashtag money on me. Look at them go. They're taking something home that the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, you'll remember me. But yeah, I mean, she was lovely. So the yeah, so she was teaching you how to make the sauce. The sister was the sister there. Yeah, the sister was there, and she was on fire that day. Wow, which was really entertaining. She is entertaining, but she is very very loud, and she is sharper. She is by far the sharpest, loudest one of all of that family. Yeah. She definitely comes in like a fucking firecracker pinball, like bing, 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 bing. Yeah, and, and she gets everybody riled up. Oh, yeah, she does. Yeah. Because she also has the grandchild. Yes, the only grandchild. <laughs> so the, the the human equivalent of walking heroin. Mm-hmm. So you want to talk about someone that's spoiled? Ooh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But anyways, we digress. <laughs> we do. It's, but it's, where were we? Talking about being the conciliatory single like person, the charity case. The charity case. Please don't do that. And honestly, you know, I mean, I need to give some permission to single people out there. You can say no. Like, I need, like, you get the invitation. You're like, you know, I'm not quite sure what I'm doing that day. Let me get back to you. You don't have to commit. And then I want you to really, like, sit down with yourself and imagine through what's going to happen and really ask yourself, do I really want to do this? Yeah. And do, or do I want to do this because... I just don't want to be alone on that day. Okay, there are other options for you. You don't have to you don't have to play a role of the pitiful single person in somebody other's like passion family drama. You don't. I mean, if you don't want to be alone on any of the holidays, Christmas, New Year's, all those things, Thanksgiving, that's great. There are other places for you to go. Uh, Blake was talking about how, um, what was this? Uh, in New York, you volunteered to be the one to open up uh, the bar on Christmas? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I did one, the last time, uh, last time I bartended on a holiday was Christmas. And I opened up and people were so thankful I was open. Yeah. 
And I mean, and it wasn't maudlin or anything like that. It's just, you had single people coming in. You had people coming in going, walking in like they just got back from Vietnam because they just got out a of a family dinner. They just got lunch. out of a family dinner. It's like, hi, oh, yeah, I need two shots and a chaser, please. I got to remember my self respect is hidden somewhere. It's in the pockets. Let's everybody turn out their pockets when they don't let's see it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, sitting there sliding hot toddies down the bar all night long. <laughs> I mean, I have, I have a friend that, um, what she does for Thanksgiving because she has a complicated relationship with her family is that she always, uh, she volunteers in a soup kitchen and I'm like, you're a much better person than I am. But yeah, but you're out, you're around your people, you're talking, right? Like you're, you're not alone. You're doing something useful and good for humanity. Yeah. And if the season should be about anything, it should be about kindness. Yeah. And that's to yourself and others yourself comes first you have to put your own oxygen mask on first before you can help anybody else in this situation and so yeah during the holidays please be nice to you and give yourself some grace you're going through the most turbulent time of the year when it comes to depression and anxiety you have seasonal depression brought on by daylight savings time because it's dark when you wake up and it's dark when you come home it sucks and it really sucks if you're single if you're lacking a family don't beat yourself up over it I mean, my one rule after going through almost two decades of it, I, yeah, I, I think I stopped going home for Thanksgiving my freshman year in college and then um, really just kind of stopped the whole Christmas thing altogether about eight, nine years ago. Uh, my one rule for the holidays is that I get to do whatever the fuck it is I feel like doing on the day of. It is exactly. always a game time fucking decision. And uh, if I wake up in the morning and I'm like, because I have my own little fallback tradition, my fallback, both Thanksgiving and Christmas tradition, that if all of the options available to me or lack of options available to me, then this is the thing I'll do. And so this is the worst thing that can happen to me on my holidays. And that is I make a pot roast and watch the Lord of the Rings trilogy, which is the best show ever because you can fall asleep on the couch and wake up and you've not missed, really missed into the story. You understand it. You know where you're going. And as Bonnie likes to always call me out on it, nerd. I mean, I like to say that I've elevated the nerddom, but fine, fine. I will admit to that. Yeah. It's a low bar for this conversation. <laughs> sure. I mean, Sith Lord live action cloak, just saying. Um, and yeah. I mean, I, oh, I'm, no, 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 no. Yeah. You haven't seen my level of nerdom as of late, so. True. I'm feeling like I've made better life choices because uh, I've not seen the depths of your nerddom that you've descended to. And that's why you're doing this podcast right now about the holidays. <laughs> Make good choices. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I mean, I'm just saying there are some perks to being solo over the holidays, which there is are. like you really have only yourself and maybe a non-demanding cat to make happy. And uh, if you can't make yourself happy, then... Or you have multiple cats to make happy. Go out there. Strive to be that cat person you've always wanted to be. Mm -hmm. Go adopt a cat or maybe just pet them. It's fine. You don't have to bring them home. But yeah, just... I don't know. I just feel like people just fall into this little spiral of shame and, you know, existential dread and bewilderment. And my father fucking did it. Like, he was just... He was the king of it that every time the holidays came around and he was in between girlfriends and wives... He would just literally fall into just this whiskey soap self-pity. I mean, there was one time we passed out at 9.30 in the morning. Wow. <laughs> on Thanksgiving. Because uh, his third or fourth Louisiana crackhead girlfriend had broken up with him. And I was just like, are you serious? You're a grown-ass man. You're like, what, what's happening here? Um, there, there is something to be said for the holidays. Tapping the brakes on the booze and drugs pedal. Like, this is not the time to really kind of lean into that. I would say... 
lean into whatever nerd hobby you have or, you know, just uh, I'm, I'm up for simple pleasures, but, you know, the, the booze is a depressant. It doesn't make you feel better. Yeah, and again, be easy on the drugs and the alcohol during the holidays, especially if you're alone. And, and realize that, that alone can mean a lot of things and that if you're feeling all by myself, if that's what you're feeling, then, like, go find your friendly neighborhood bar that's opening at noon, right? Yeah, and just, absolutely. And, like, don't drink all day or if you are going to, like, intersperse it with some, like, hydration, but just be around people. You know, there are Jewish people in the world. They're open. You know, <laughs> Chinese food restaurant. That's what I loved about um, Elena Kagan in her Supreme Court nominee interrogation. They were asking her something about like where she was on Christmas, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, well, I'm Jewish. So I was probably at a Chinese food restaurant somewhere. And I was like, yes. <laughs> Respect. <laughs> Respect. There's a... And, you know, friends help with this. This is where friends are good, and, you know, not not all of them are smug-married friends, hopefully. Yeah, and also, for the smug-married people out there, be nice to your single friends. And not and nice does not mean condescending. Yes. Nice does not mean that I'm keeping the, the pity, like, volume turned up to full single. Like, yeah. Oh, um, you. So alone for all the holidays. It's fine. Why don't you come and be with us? So the yeah. most frightening story I've heard was... Uh, uh, a recent acquaintance of mine was telling uh, me about her experience as a single, as the only single person at a Thanksgiving get together out of all her friends. And it turned into a discussion about breast milk pumping. Oh God. Yes. She was in the kitchen with all the, it was like everybody segregated. Uh, the men ran out in the living room and were watching football. She's in the kitchen with everybody else. It's a Texas vo- version of Victorian England. Got yes, it. Yep. exactly what's happening. And she goes, all I wanted to do was die. Yeah, that's what I say. Like, I got to go. I've got a 25-year-old professional soccer player that's waiting for me at home. <laughs> Later, ladies. Good luck with those chap nipples. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I mean, but I mean, motherhood is a beautiful thing. It is, but... Yeah, I I I had a situation like that when I first moved back to Austin that some of the people that I knew here that I went to high school with and um, still liked me, <laughs> um, I was hanging out with and I just stumbled into a conversation that I was not prepared to have at age 24, uh, which was about home improvement and gardening projects. And I was like, <laughs> how did this entire fucking dinner party turn into home improvement and gardening projects? This is boring as fuck. Bye, guys. Now that I'm 43, I'm like, down with it. But yeah, at, 40, at 24, I was like, this is boring. I still will leave if it turns into gardening. I'm sorry. This, I've lost so many friends to gardening. Like They used to come out and be deeply, like, you know, relatable humans, and then they disappeared into the gardening cult. Yeah, just no. No. <laughs> I mean, I show up around the summer to get the tomatoes. Of course you do. <laughs> By the way, ladies and gentlemen, and any single man out there, Bonnie is a sucker for a free meal. Just FYI. I mean, I'm just kind of the stray dog that showed up at the end of the day being like, hey, is it dinner time? I couldn't tell. Do you mind if I stick around? It'd be fine. You're <laughs> 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 so mean to me, Blake. <laughs> All right, we're at that time of the podcast where we get to ask each other the uncomfortable question. You go first because I don't really think I have one. I don't know. Like the cliche uncomfortable questions for this one would be um, your most uncomfortable holiday experience being single. It's not a Christmas one. Um, It's actually a Thanksgiving one. And I was invited by my, they weren't married at the time, but my smug couple friends, right? And they were inviting me up to Connecticut to one of the couple's sister's 
house in Connecticut. I know the story. Go on. And so we went up there and yeah, I was totally the third wheel, fifth wheel, seventh wheel, right? <laughs> I was I was just the tag along um, for all of it. Uh, I got to sleep on the couch in the guest room. Uh, no, sorry, the guest cottage, right? It was the guest cottage that my friend, the couple of friends got like the bedroom and then I got to sleep on the couch. Right, fine, whatever. That's so nice of them. I thought so. It was better on the floor. And it's fucking Connecticut and goddamn December, so it's fucking cold as shit and there's snow everywhere. And this family, I'd been around this family a lot, and this is my, my this is my friend. Um, I've known his family since I've known him, and they're complicated. Like, they have, I don't know, what's the right word? Just um, Italian-American social climbers, right? In the financial, they're, they're, but they made a bid in the financial um, industry in New York. And they're all very, very smart. They're all very, very driven. They're all theoretically very dedicated to family, but they're all hyper-competitive and hyperly vicious to each other, um, but in a quiet, waspy way, which is like weird for the Italian-American of it. And so each one of, there's like four kids and each one of them has kind of attained different, bigger heights in money and status and house size in New England, right? And we're from New York, Connecticut, all these other things. And so I was not prepared for what happened at this Thanksgiving, except that, these sisters, she's she's not the oldest, but she's second older, something like that. Her husband, beautiful man, imported from some European country, not quite sure where. Uh, they've made beautiful children together, but he made like a nine-course gourmet meal. I remember it because he made like an artichoke lasagna that I have dreams about. It was so good, but it was it it was so formal, right? And it was like literally nine fucking courses, but. He was the only one serving it. Oh, God. Yes. And so, like, this poor man is, like, running back and forth, like, the the most abused uh, kitchen servant ever, serving his entire wife's family and me. <laughs> and me. And I'm the only one saying anything nice to him because I'm like, holy shit, is this foie gras? Right? You know, because it was gorgeous and amazing. And all they did was bitch about it. And then bitch about each other and get into these stupid little competitive fights about name brand bags and like, oh, which house to rent in the fucking Hamptons. And I was just like, and the poor man, you know, I mean, even his children are bossing him around. And I was just like, wow, wow, this is awkward. And I'm the only one thanking him for preparing a nine course meal for like 12 people with his own hands in serving. Wow. Okay, man. I realized that there, yeah, I can make some real bad choices. There are much worse things that can happen to you than being single. You could be married to that bitch. So, (laughs) and that family, you know, um, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it, it was somewhat helpful in ways because I realized that like casual cruelty, especially within families is more more predominant than I think. And in, in, it's not just my family that's uniquely cruel. Families in general can be wildly cruel. And holidays sort of bring it out on them. Oh, and right now, like, I'll use my family as an example. None of them get together anymore because when they get in the same room, it's like tryouts. Someone throws in a bag of beer bottle, broken beer bottles, and it's on. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, oof. So the one I want, the uncomfortable question I want to ask is very, very personal, and it's based around my own kind of curiosity. 
Um, and it is consensual. You can say no. Um, but I do know that you had a very dark holiday period semi-recently. Um, I would say about, what was it? 2019. 2019. Because remember, we were quarantined 2020. Right. Oh, I didn't realize that was the one right before pandemic. I thought it was a year before. Oh, okay. So, yes, I know it was a really dark holiday time when you and your ex had just recently broken up and you were kind of by yourself in a really sort of miserable living situation. So how did you get through that? Like, what was that like? Well, at the time, like, I hadn't moved into the miserable living situation as of yet. I was still finishing up the lease at my, um, I was still living by myself at the time. Okay. In my own apartment. And um, the biggest challenge for that was I was very alone. I wasn't talking to anyone, like, friends-wise at all. We weren't talking. We weren't uh, talking, yeah. And um, debating on what type of therapy I needed because I was very broken. Were you doing the, I needed this very specific kind of therapy or this one I can pacify my way around? Or are you just, are you just looking for anybody to take you or you just like? No, well, it's like I was on, I was on a lot of waiting list because I was going for particular therapists that specialize in therapists before I found my current one um, who specializes in therapists and who's a psychologist who doesn't allow me to intellectualize, but that's another story. I like her a lot. Uh, Apparently she and I say the same things to him at times. It's really fucking irritating when we have this conversation. Bonnie goes, I've heard that somewhere before. (laughs) But I digress. Um, Much like I was saying about my story about like me opening the bar and having being thankful that these places were there um, because this was just this was pre pandemic lockdown. So a 24 hour diner became one of my bastions like um i was there 24 hours open 24 hours i was there thanksgiving i was there christmas (laughs) uh by the way all day or did you just go there for a meal or what i went in there for a meal had coffee hung out for a little while talked with the wait staff met some really interesting dynamically scary people that's true i've been there yeah and then um i drove around a lot like saturday uh satellite radio was my saving grace Really? Yeah. So, um, just driving around with my own, being lost in my own thoughts, listening to music, because uh, when it was quiet, I had to be alone with my own thoughts, and that was not a happy place. Hmm. I'm glad you didn't, you know, sort of stay at home and let your really sadistic, mean auditing clown just beat the shit out of you. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes if you're a moving target, you know, oh, <laughs> like no, literally it's moving. Like, uh, no, I didn't. St- I didn't stay at home. Like at the time, I went from dating somebody for a long-term period to being single. And it was dismantling memories, so to speak, over the holidays. Did you swipe right any time during those holidays? No. Okay. No, 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 no. There was no dating. There was no nothing. I was people avoidant. Even the people that reached out to me, I was people I feel like I saw you sometime around then. When did we go to Magnolia? (sighs) It's either December or January. January. It was after the holidays. Okay. And you were rough, yeah. But... More yourself than I'd seen you in a while, believe it or not. Well, yeah, but I was figuring things out. What I needed to do right for a change versus wrong. Hey, man. Sometimes we get through the holiday with the kindness of strangers. Yeah. Sometimes strangers are sometimes the only people who can be kind to us. Cocktail waitresses, bartenders are my favorite people. They are. They're my absolute favorite people. Even in, in the non-romantic sense, I absolutely adore service industry people. I do, too. 
Uh, sometimes it, their kindness as a default is sometimes mm-hmm. the only kindness you get throughout the day. And yeah, it's, uh, it means absolutely. a lot. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's just, I get really, really irritated at people who are um, rude or mean or caring at. Um, yeah. If you are rude to service industry people, I judge incredibly harshly yeah. on you. Yeah, I agree. I'm like, mm, what's wrong with you? Why don't you just go home and kick puppies? It was funny because at the time, I know a lot of waitresses and bartenders, there was a crisp $20 tip. Didn't matter what my tab was. Yeah. Because just like sat that there and just walked away. Yeah. But no, uh, it was me. It was me, the service industry, and, um, Walks around Austin. Like, I did a lot of, like, random walks down 6th Street. You finally got to know the city, huh? Oh, yeah. Uh, so, well, it's like I, I like I already I knew the city somewhat, but. Got to walk the city. Like, I walked the city because, I mean, as any as if you, any, any of our listeners know, like, my favorite therapy is, like, throwing, throwing in some earbuds and listen to a lot of Leonard Cohen. Not a good idea. Yeah, he's he's really not cheerful for the holidays. <laughs> Maybe you just need to... But yeah, it Why was... not some ABBA? It's nice. It's pumping. You get to heart moving. Sorry. God, <laughs> heart rate up. ABBA. No. Oh, come on. You know you don't. You know it all. That in uh, air supply. Just no. You have some air supply on your Apple <laughs> music. I know you do. I do not, ladies and gentlemen. Totally do. Or if you don't, I'm about to... Guess what you're getting for Christmas? Sorry. Happy fucking songs, goddammit. <laughs> but yeah, no, um, to answer your question, no, it was a very dark period. Spent a lot of time, it spent the majority of my time by myself, not talking to people. Um, I didn't want to be consoled. Yeah, you didn't. That was interesting. Yeah, I did not want to be consoled. Which made it not quite self-pity. It was self-flagellation, is that how you say it? Uh, it was a lot of, it, it was self Oh, no, no, it's 100%. Penance. I felt like I deserved Self-penance, but it wasn't quite self-pity. And that was a new look on you, actually. Yeah. Like, well, no, there was no self-pity. It's like, like I felt like like anything that was coming to me, I felt like I deserved. So that's also not a really healthy place to be either, right? That's not an, that's not a truthfully accurate place to be either. No, it's not a truthfully accurate place, but I mean, and then come January, I was in therapy full-time twice a week, working my way through it. Getting your shit together. Getting my shit together, self-forgiveness, you know, self-kindness. Compassion. Compassion, grace, you know. Grace. Because I love telling people, it's like, give yourself some grace in these times. Remember when I had that written on a index card posted up all over the apartment remember that i do sometimes you gotta do that because sometimes you need actual like freaking reminders yeah you are human and therefore you deserve grace yes so takeaway from this is please give yourself grace during the holidays it is the season and if you're going to take anything from the season it is to be kind first and foremost to yourself be kind you know, and like if you're if there's something that gives you positive solace, do it. Yes. If it's like sitting down and having that piece of cherry pie with that that scoop of ice cream, do it. Yeah. If it's going to watch the World Cup, I'm saying it just goes through December 18th, and it's really <laughs> freaking awesome. And it it can take your whole day, right? You know, I mean, uh, it's uh, and you can go watch it with people. There's always people watching it. Right, and um, World Cup fans are. Rabbit, if you haven't experienced it, they are very entertaining and energetic. And, you know, I mean, uh, a show in and of themselves. Be kind, 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 be kind to you first. Yeah. Put your own oxygen mask on first. Yeah, be kind to you, then be kind to others. Because you don't know what everybody's going through during the holidays. Because a lot of people, because of the way holidays are presented to us, they put on the face, they put on that smiling face. Well, because holidays keep trying to point out to us things that we don't have it, it it's all about looking at the things that we do which is ourselves right and um friends 
maybe your family isn't a, you know, a pack of sociopaths like mine. So, yay, I, I hear that exists. I don't know what that's like. Uh, what are you talking exactly, about? Exactly. You know, I mean, but you know, people like their families, I've heard. And, you know, that people have friends, people have companions, people have kitty cats and dogs, or not, you can go to the pound and walk them and yeah. you know, give them some love. That there's a, yeah, uh, do exactly what it is you want to do that makes you happy. Exactly. And that's the biggest takeaway from this episode. Be nice to you. I feel like that's kind of our, uh, the, hey, if there's anything we can give our listeners that we have definitely gotten from them. They have been so nice, warm, welcoming. The the This has been so much fun and I cannot wait for season two. But if there's anything that I feel like this podcast is about and that we have said over and over again and gotten back the feedback is just, yeah, you know, be kind to you and take care of you. And, you know, therapy. <laughs> yeah, therapy. <laughs> but also, to all our listeners, thank you so much for making this happen for us. You guys are awesome. Because. I mean, I, I, I mistrust your choices and taste, but <laughs> you guys are awesome. <laughs> And so for season two, please reach out to us and let us know what type of topics you want to hear from us. It's true. We've only got um, a couple. We got like the first half of the season planned. We are going to have guests. This is not going to turn into an interview podcast, but we are going to have three guests. Mm -hmm. And we have the first two set, but we are open for suggestions for the third. Right on. And we're going to revisit the poly question. Um, We are going to hear from actual single parents who are in the dating world. Um, And Blake is about to become even more trained and gifted in manipulating minds (laughs) with a specialization in kink and sex therapy. This is going to be exciting. Yes. So, yes, ladies and gentlemen, Blake is actually increasing the letters behind his name. And his special his yeah, qualifications. So I'm just going to get more qualifications. He's getting more educated. I love it. Yeah, I'm. I'm really excited with where where this is going for me, professionally wise. Bump take about bump. Thank you guys so much. Happy holidays and all that jazz. And we will see you in the new year. See you in the new year. Eat that cookie. Take care of you. Be nice to you. It's time for a refill. Good night, guys. <laughs> <laughs>